was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shaken Not Noob, the weekly podcast brought to you on Fridays, where we talk about video games. Woo! <laughs> brought to you by the man, the myth, the legend, Culture Shock Collectibles. I do the ad reads at the start because I can't bounce it off you this time. I'm sorry. I'm with Tom this week. Tom, how are you? Video games. Woo! <laughs> I am very well. It is nine o'clock. It is almost Tom's bedtime, but I'm going to have lots of energy, lots of focus. Lots I'm going to lots of fiber. Well, I, I did just have my bowl of oats. <laughs> My my late night snack, nice and healthy. A little bit of bit of chia seeds in it. Oh, you just put chia seeds. Just chia seeds. Just chia seeds and water. It's a it's a bland existence, but it uh, does like the job. A little bit of brown sugar or something. No, I, I don't need the excess sugar. It's brown sugar. Welcome to Shaking Not Noob, the <laughs> diet channel. <laughs> Please don't flick over your radio. <laughs> We're about to talk oats. <laughs> okay, so welcome back. <laughs> We need to start incorporating that, incorporating that more. Okay, so welcome back if you're just joining us uh, to the Shaken Up Nerd podcast. Cooking with Tom. <laughs> I, I want to find out uh, what's 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 a traditional breakfast. Maybe on, on Nerd, we'll find out what you have for breakfast. Now we know your midnight snack is oats and chia seeds. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it and we'll do it over a couple of episodes and then all of our listeners can try and piece together my weekly diet. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm keen. Yeah. I'm keen. And then we'll find some like random ones, and then they have to find where it sort of slots into the time <laughs> frame of your daily diet. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of bananas in there. Guess where they go? That was a Ooh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that came out all wrong. Phrasing. <laughs> I went to the comic book shop, picked up some boys. It was a double banana. It was a, a double banana. I was wondering why I was getting charged was so double, much. Was it? It was exactly the same on the other side. It was two bananas in the same pod. It didn't look like that. It, it was. like a big girthy banana. Yeah, I feel like I needed to actually take pictures of it from different angles. Yeah. And it was hard because I needed to get a scale object of it, but you normally use a banana for scale, so you can't use a banana. Oh, I could have used one of the other bananas. See? Hindsight. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> besides that, <laughs> you did... Uh, oh, I've thrown you. Besides your dietary intake, in regards to gaming... Has there been anything you've been playing or, or excited for that's coming out this year? Oh, there's, there's this game on my phone where you shoot at little blocks with balls. It's great. Great fun. Um, so, let, let's be honest. I have a couple of games in the plastic that are sitting in my room ready for me to go. Yep. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is the one that's sitting there and it's the next one on my list. I'm a little bit late to the game, but I've been advised by other people who have played it that it's fantastic. Yep. And seeing as I have a playstation 4 pro and my uh oled tv that i spent a 4K. stupid amount of money on okay it did but look good when you started playing red did though it's pretty oh my god that looks it's, great. it's so pretty um i want to actually try that because red dead does not have true hdr whereas horizon zero dawn does yeah, so i'm prepared to see how phenomenal that looks other than that um oh Talk to the news and I'll say whether I'm keen about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, the first thing I've taken a look at because uh, I pulled up my phone. Uh, there's a little bit of new news and then I've got stuff written down as well. Uh, Marvel's alt- uh, Marvel's Avengers game that's coming out that mm. people are saying looks like Black Widow's eaten a mouthful of bees and then gone on and 
fought. She looks really bad. A lot of the character models in the game look pretty bad. I'm going to say a lot of them look fairly awful. Yeah. I, I, I was keen on that when we got the teaser, what, like five years ago? And then this, then the, when the actual trailer dropped, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's, the, that's the thing. A lot of the um, sort of the, the hands-on gameplay that people have, have played, the game apparently is really, really good. But the, the character models look like crap. Um, and we've now seen that there are there's screenshots of you, you can sort of like Destiny find gear and upgrade your gear and stuff like that so you can change your chest piece for Captain America and Iron Man and all that sort of stuff but if you're wanting the MCU look you can buy that skin in the marketplace uh, and they've just come out and said that DLC heroes won't be reskins of already sort of incorporated characters in the game so if you can play as Ant-Man he won't play something like you know Captain America who can just shrink on command or something so he'll actually play very differently to the characters in game oh, okay so paid characters confirmed Yes. <laughs> so there's uh, there's <laughs> always the pessimist. <laughs> Actually, no, is it a paid? No, it just says DLC. I don't think it is paid character. I could be wrong. Anyways, I have to double check. I think it's I don't think it's paid characters, but I think it's paid skins. Okay. So if you want to play as a particular character when they release, I think sort of like Overwatch, you can. Um, the lights just died. The lights did just die. Uh, keep it going. We can <laughs> we can keep going in the dark. Tom, get your hand off my leg. <laughs> I can turn on the other light. Keep no, talking. No, it's fine, it's fine. Um, yeah, so of course that's coming out. Is there any particular sort of... We, well, probably I would assume that you haven't played a superhero game in a while. Is there, do you have uh, uh, No, well, so, so the last one I played was the Spider-Man game. Oh, yeah. Um, which, I, which is probably actually the last... Well, the most amount of time I've spent playing a game for a while because that game was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Um, so, I mean... I, I'd be interested to have a look at this. Um, I think they would definitely... I feel like they need to do something about the character models because I don't feel the appearance of them is good enough. I think the but, only one that you can sort of get away with is Hulk, maybe. Iron Man looks like crap. Mm. Uh, Captain America looks like crap. Of course, we, we know my thoughts on Black Widow. Mouthful yeah. of bees. <laughs> Mouthful of bees. Honestly, when you realise she's eaten a handful of bees, that's that's all it'll look like. The jowls are just like the lights. The lights, they're back. <laughs> yeah, they've stopped. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's <clears throat> so I'll be, I'll, I'll be interested to see whether they actually look any better on launch. Because uh, do we know when we're actually getting this? March next year. March next year. Okay, so, so I mean, no, probably not. They're probably going to look exactly how they look. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll probably be able to get different skins in regards to like, like Iron Man's standard costume still looks like crap. So you'll probably be able to get like an MCU costume and go, okay, that looks better. Mm. But who knows? Um, we did also get a release date. I'm very excited for this. I know you're a fan of the the TV series and uh, some of the animated movies, not the live action movie because that sucked balls. Um, but Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Have you seen this? Have you read about this? I have seen you posting the special edition of it, saying that you need it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Want. Uh, it's essentially, it's an open world Dragon Ball Z RPG game, where rather than sort of Tenkaichi Budokai, it's just sort of focused on the fighting. Mm. Is you'll have, you know, say your boss Raditz, who will be like you're probably one of your first bosses in the game, but you can't just go up to him and battle him. You actually need to level Goku up. You'll need to like do some endurance testing. You'll need to do some strength testing and all that sort of stuff like that to actually level up Goku to take on Raditz. Interesting. That that just to me that actually sounds quite bizarre because mm. and maybe it's just because i've been conditioned to the fighting games obviously because i was a big fan of the budokai series mm. uh not as big as the tenkaichi series you were the tenkaichi fan 
out of the two of us. Uh, Budokai 3 was probably my favourite one. I thought that was the best one. It had everyone. Yeah, I think that I, I think Tenkaichi 3 was actually the best Dragon Ball Z game that I personally ever played. It yeah. had the right combination of everything and it didn't overcomplicate it and didn't have annoying Z-axes that made you like go, where am I facing? <laughs> where you- is my enemy? <laughs> Mind you, Fighter Z was pretty good because that looked like the anime. Was Fighter Z the one that was actually just like a 2D? Yeah, it was on side scroll. Characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it could be good. I'm trying to envision how they would actually do it. There's some there's some gameplay of it as well. Um, from what we saw in regards to, like, Tenkaichi and uh, and the, the Xenoverse games, if you knock someone into the ground, there's, like, a bit of impact, but then it just sort of fades away and goes back to normal. If you actually, like, bash Raditz into the ground, it'll cause a crater, and the crater will actually stay there. So, like, all the environmental damage and stuff is, is there. Um, but yeah, it looks like that you'll start off at a particular level. You'll actually need to go fishing and actually go into the water, find a giant fish. Like you'll have quick time events. Shark in the water. Um, if you want, if you get hungry, you need to go back to your house and eat. And it's actually like a mini game of like the bowls start to stack up and that like increases your health, increases your damage output, increases your resistance to poisons. And it looks pretty cool. Interesting. I, I, I think that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I know to a certain extent, especially, I think, what was it, Red Dead Online, that sort yes. of drove people insane. Some of the actual just maintenance tasks that you had to do to actually get through day-to-day life. Well, yeah, it made sense um, for single player, but not for multiplayer when you had to spend, what was it, a dollar for baked beans. Mm, mm, yeah, well, so I'm, I'm curious how intrusive those will actually be if, if they're just like periodically every so often or whether like you're just like, all right, I'm ready to go fight the boss or I'm ready to do this and I'm and like, you're really pumped and then you have to go, ah, oh, I have to go to the other side of the map to go and eat something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll uh, see how, how it plays out and I'm 100% certain that you will be getting it and oh, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. probably reviewing it. Yes. <laughs> Um, you can also see as well in some of the gameplay trailers that it's going to encompass essentially from the start of Z to the end of Z going up to the Boo Saga, so they've confirmed that. But at the start, before uh, Goku fights Raditz and he dies, if you want to get around, you have to call Nimbus. You can't just, like, jump and fly. Oh, uh, okay. So that's actually kind of cool that they're sort of sticking to that sort of the, the canon in regards to he can't fly yet. And is it intended to cover the entirety of Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Like movie, movies as well? and uh, I don't know about the movies, but there's the main missions of, you know, going and fighting Cell. One of the side missions, confirmed, is Goku and Piccolo getting their driver's license. Ah, uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's won me back. It's the best I'm episode. there. <laughs> Coming out the uh, the 17th of January, which is pretty cool. So, uh, I'm pretty excited for that. So, I'll let you know. I'll let everyone know how that comes out. Um, we've got the Walking Dead Telltale games. Did you play any of those? Certainly did. What do you think? I really liked them. Yeah. I really liked a lot of the Telltale games. So I played, um, I think I only played the first release, the first chapter, is that what it was? Um, Whatever. There's there's chapters and seasons. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like five, six chapters a season. I bought one. Um, Yeah, no, so I played that and I played a couple of Telltale games, actually. I've played um, Wolf Among Us. Um, and also there was a, a Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah. Yeah, I played that as well. Right. Well, if you want to jump back into it, the Walking Dead Definitive Edition is out now. You can pick it up digitally and, of course, retail, and that encompasses, I think, three, four seasons of the Walking Dead sort of game. Oh, okay. Five, six episodes or chapters. So who's, who, who's releasing that now? Because Telltale's gone. Telltale's coming back. 
Oh, they're coming back? Yeah. Look, I saw it in the news and I don't really... I'm not a big fan of Telltale. Um, but I think Robert Kirkman's company is buying them back. Skyband, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I'll okay. need to double check. But I think the only Telltale game I finished was the Batman ones because it's Batman. I only just realised that this is like the first time in a while that I've been on the opposite end of the news. Mm. And I can just start asking like random hard-hitting questions <laughs> and just being like, did you do your research, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> Let's not bring that back around you. Um, Gears of War 5 is out now for general release, so it was originally early access in regards to Ultimate Edition. It's now out now um, for anyone on normal Game Pass, or you can just go pick it up. Vampire and Call of Cthulhu is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I was about to say, you missed an opportunity there. What was that? Check out the Gears of 5 review. Yes. I mean, you can if you want to. On YouTubes. On the tubes, as the kids call it these days. Do they call it the tubes? I don't know. I'm not a kid. Kids, what do they call it? Tweet at us. The Do kids still tweet? The Instagrams at us. Instagrams are what they call the tubes these days. Tumblr us. You can find us on Tumblr. Uh, t- Tumblr's going downhill. <laughs> they made a poor business decision. <laughs> <laughs> they cut off 80% of their market. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it was actually something huge. Like It was a majority of that site. And for those playing at home, Google that. <laughs> right, okay. I did not know that. Um, well, Vampire and Call of Cthulhu is coming to the Nintendo Switch. So, Vampire was a vampire RPG game where your character, I think, is a doctor who's just turned into a vampire. Originally a PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? No, no. It's on Xbox. You can get it on the Game Pass. And I think it was one of the PlayStation games with PlayStation Plus recently as well. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've got a FIFA 20 demo for anyone who wants to play some FIFA 20. That's out now. Mm. Of course, before FIFA comes Foot out. Football. You play the football? I love the football. Did you get a copy of FIFA, was it 14 or 15 when you bought your Xbox? Uh, I got, when I, which Xbox? The one. No, I got nothing because I got the day one edition. It came with nothing. I got the day one edition and it came with FIFA. Well, you're the one who picked up my day one edition, so where's my FIFA? <laughs> Remember, I was overseas. You went, and got it, you went and got it for me. I never got no copy of FIFA. No, it was a digital copy. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. It was in the box. You bastard, you stole my digital copy Why of FIFA. copies of FIFA? Ian got a copy of FIFA as well. I didn't think... It, did Ian get a day one? No, he got a normal version. <sighs> and it came with a copy of FIFA. Had uh, did it come with a copy of FIFA? Or does Ian have my copy of FIFA? <laughs> the box... He is looking at you, Ian. <laughs> the Xbox box had the bloody... The, 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 the gamer, like, on the box. I have no memory of this place. I'm sure I still have the box somewhere. Well... Can- can, can get it out. Can confirm. He has the box. <laughs> well, actually, can't confirm. Uh, can later. <laughs> a video game that was released a couple of years ago. It's probably getting a bit old, but it's still very, very popular. Rainbow Six Siege. Its new operators are coming out now, which is the Fire Shield guy and Spider Woman. Spider Woman? It's essentially a person who has a grappling gun who can shoot through windows and shoot through floors and quickly repel up things. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. New dynamics. It's always good to keep new dynamics in the game. And your personal favourite game, Tom, has now got a Game of the Year edition, or they're calling it a Goat of the Year edition, Goat Simulator. <laughs> it has a Game of the Year edition where it's got the normal version, it's got the space version, it's got the carnival version, and I think there's a horror version. Horror version? I think, yeah. I've actually still never... I, I have not actually played it. I would like to play it. It's incredibly stupid. You're just a goat running around. You can ram people, you can ram cars, you can stick your tongue to things. I'm okay with it. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> you can give it, a, give it a watch. Give it a listen. Give it a play. I'll download it for you. You'll download it for me? Yeah. Okay, that's good. It'll it'll be like a farm simulator all over again. 
I mean, that was fun. It was therapeutic. Hey, I was like... I was very bad at it. Like, you, nah. you planted crops in a weird shape. <laughs> you know what? I like to be abstract. <laughs> I like to think outside the crop. Oh. Mm. But mind you, it was like it was like seeing a big pile of dirt and vacuuming it up when you harvested your crops. Yeah. <laughs> you dirty crops. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty hoe. <laughs> Farming jokes. <laughs> If you get inside the if you get inside the tractor and you can actually flick the radio station and it's either heavy metal or country music, they're your only options. That's fantastic. It was a fun game. I, did, I actually didn't mind it. Um, I have been playing something that has been pretty fun, but also pretty interesting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Dark Anthology's Man of Medan. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Well, yes, because you keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah, I think I sent you the trailer a couple of times. Yeah. However, you have sent them to me while I'm at work, so I actually haven't been in the spot where I can watch them yet, so I may not have watched them yet. However, I am familiar with their previous series. The Until Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. So, I'm familiar with that mainly because I was really interested in that game, and I think, now I've already said it once before, that that was actually a PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? Yes, that one was, yes. At the time, I didn't have a PlayStation, so I actually watched some um, just playthroughs of that game because I was actually really curious about it mm. and actually it was enjoyable to watch I must say mm. however it's very frustrating when somebody else is making the decisions it's like don't do that it's actually really really hard so for those of you who don't know the game it's very it's like a telltale game but rather than it sort of being that cell shaded cartoon style it's sort of like a triple A graphic sort of modern current game like you know you Red Deads and stuff like that mm. um, and they get actual actors to sort of dress up in the mocap suit and have the dots on their face and actually act everything out so every choice you make is an actor's doing stuff um, I will say the game is it's got a lot of sort of quick time events or it's got a lot of um, you know movie cursor here and essentially it's a telltale game but like you were saying it's actually really really hard not to sort of stop watching it while someone else is playing like Mon's come home Oh, my wife, she's come home while I'm playing it. And she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm playing a game. She's like, but that's Sean Ashmore. Mm. I'm like, yes, it is Sean Ashmore. He's in a video game. And she thought I was watching a movie. Okay. Um, and then, of course, I had the same thing of like, you missed a button. He's dead now. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that being extremely frustrating. Like, mm. even at the best of times, quick time events uh, can annoy me. But if it's like the difference of a misclick and your char- a character is dead, I'd be so mad. That happened to me within the first half an hour of the game. I accidentally killed you on Ashmore. <laughs> so, is it, is it like exactly the same? Is it just like another horror story and it essentially uses the same mechanics and the same process as the previous game? Yeah, it uses the same mechanics and the, and the, the sort of uh, Stephen will remember this and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, but the game sort of starts off with this. Uh, it gives you a bit of a prologue in regards to how the game works and how it reacts and, and all that sort of stuff, giving you the, the sort of the base mechanics of the gameplay. Mm. Um, and then it sort of turns into this, sort of like that TV show, like Tales of the Crypt Keeper and stuff like that, where you have like this host sort of explaining what's going on and then it goes into like an episode of the show. Oh, okay. So like once you've done with the tutorial, it actually has like this late 2010 horror movie intro where it's got like random rock music and a guy walking down a corridor with like moving paintings and all the actors names popping up but then it's like this particular sort of host is turning to you and like talking to you being like oh you made some pretty interesting decisions would you like a hint and he's like he's like oh not everything as it seems he pulls out this big old book and he's like some things can be complete opposite to what you think they are and he opens it and there's a flask inside the book and he's like 
I would give you some, but this is a video game. <laughs> so like it's it's kind of it's kind of cool because it makes you feel like you're what you're not only you're watching what's happening in regards to the characters and you're choosing the decisions and stuff like that, mm. but it's like it's giving you that little bit of a break in between, like an intermission where the screen will go like your character goes from one boat to another boat, and then it will go. Yep, you've made some interesting decisions. Unfortunately, you killed Sean Ashmore, which was one of the poor decisions I made. But it's really fun. I'm enjoying oh, okay. it. No, it's interesting because I, I, I would think that that breakup would actually like sort of pull you out of the game a little bit. But mm. no, you don't find that. I, well, I find it more entertaining when it sort of pulls pulls out because it, the the host judges you from all the actions you've made. It's like, oh yes, you you know you made the captain not fall for Sean Ashmore's charms. Good on you. And it's like, mm. yeah, but. Poor job for, you know, not seeing the metal pipe inside the plane and you scraped your leg and now sharks nearly attacked you and stuff like that. Okay. Well, well I guess sort of when, you, when you're looking at this genre, it's more about the cinematics anyway. So, mm. so you're sort of half the time you're not really playing anyway or you're sort of watching something unfold. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess that sort of does actually complement it because I guess a lot of complaints that some people have is that cinematics in something like a God of War or something sometimes pull people out of the yeah. games. Um, but... If this is what I would assume, if you, if you agree, if, if the cinematic experience is what you're going for, it's just going to have that with it, and it just you sort of just yeah. go along, you go with the punches. I think what sort of works in the, in regards to a negative, similar to like God of War or Spider Man or essentially any game out there, is w- gamers we've gotten accustomed to that when a cutscene starts, we put the controller on our lap and we sit and watch the cutscene, but because this game is essentially an interactive sort of cutscene and it's it's very very good. All the times that I would think that I can put my controller down, I quickly have to find my controller because I've just, like, put it next to me on the couch. And I've gone, fuck, where is it? And I need to find it to sort of quickly... Which one's A? Quickly push triangle or quickly, like, move the cursor out of the way and stuff like that. Being like, okay, cool. When she's running down a corridor, I can't just put my controller down. I actually need to sort of sit and actively know what's going on, Um, which is kind of cool. The graphics are really, really good. The sound, the scoring is great. Um... Surprisingly, the jump scares are really good because it's it's in the mixture of video, like interactive, of course, as well as movie. So, like, there are some that you just don't see coming, and then there's some you sort of you do see coming, but you're excited to sort of see them. Mm. Um, my only problem with it so far is the graphics; they look like wax dolls, like they've got like a glazed shine over all of their faces. One character looks quite good. Everyone has this sort of like LA noir sort of plastic glaze over their face it literally looks like they've dunked their heads in some varnish what i do find is uh, especially some character models is that when they look really waxy it's because they haven't done any sort of form of like sort of translucentness to mm. the actual skin itself so it just becomes very doll like mm. because like as you know human skin light reflects off it is actually quite translucent translucent so from different angles bits like your ears go red around the edges and all that sort of stuff so that that that's yeah i've been watching a lot of uh corridor crew uh and they talk so about when, special when you, effects stuff it's really interesting when do, they, when do you fit this in within your your food routine uh that, that the oats? and after the oh, after the cheese seeds but before the oats well I'll, I'll be honest with you it's between the oats right there's uh there may be multiple serves of the oats Mm. And it's between one of the bananas and the oats. Mm, guess when that is? You're giving a lot away. <laughs> you have a lot of oats. So many oats. All the oats. High in fibre. Go for wheat beaks. Wheat beaks have a lot of carbs. Do they? Mm. Yeah. What about like a granola? You get dried fruit? I could get dry- oh, no, dried fruit is a lot of sugar. 
Not that much. And it'll burn off by the time you walk somewhere. Uh, uh, my, my thing at the moment is working. I think it the way, you look it, great. It's, oh. <laughs> you flatter me, sir. <laughs> yeah, so this Man of Medan game, is, it's pretty fun. I'm going to do some um, some game capture recording with Mon over the weekend because she's seen it and she's gone, okay, I think I can sort of play it and understand it. It's not something like a shooter that she doesn't really like. The cool thing I did notice as well that if you, it's a f- there's five characters in, in the game that you can actually play the entire game with five mates using one controller. Which is really, really cool. Well, so you play as one character each. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. You're assigned to Steve. This one's assigned to Phil. Whatever, so and so forth. And then it's like, okay, the controller's ne- it's now this person's turn. Hand the controller to that person. And then everyone sits and watches like they're watching a horror film while you control your character. Would suck if you died straight up. That would suck so much. <laughs> yeah, well, you just get to sit back and, and watch. Mm. Which... Sitting back and watching, is it's pretty good. Well, as I said to you, the previous game, I watched the playthrough. Like, I didn't watch... I specifically found one where it literally just played through. Like, there wasn't a personality speaking over the top. I was interested oh, okay. in watching the actual game. Yeah. Uh, so, that that's probably a testament to if it's anything like the last one, then, yeah, it probably would be enjoyable just to sit back and watch. Because, mm. yeah, the last one was. Yeah. Um, so, for review-wise, I'm probably going to give this one about... Three and a half out of five, so probably about seven out of ten. Um, it's fun. I'm finding the the glazing of the sort of the faces just makes it look like it needed that little little extra longer in the in the oven to sort of finish it off. Um, and then of okay. course, sort on of a like scale of cinnamon donut yeah. to Krispy Kreme original glazed, how glazed is it? Krispy Kreme original glazed. Oh wow! Yeah, the one character looks really really good, and then the rest just look really weird. But like the like you can you can watch like behind the scenes things where they're in a big warehouse and they're all in their like mocap suits and stuff, and some of their animations just seem a little janky and weird. Hmm. And of course, like they've recorded the dialogue and all that sort of stuff. And one of the lines of dialogue is, "Put him in the in the fucking what's it called? Put him in the medic, and take this guy to the brig. You are in the military. That's literally how it's delivered. <laughs> like it's the start of the game. So at the start, you're like, mm, I don't know about this, and then. When, you know, people who are more sort of traditionally trained as excellent. Like, when Sean Ashmore's character comes in, like, they start introducing the characters you will play as through the, the story, the the acting starts to get a bit easier and better from there. Okay. Yeah. So, it's pretty yeah. fun. Um, I did also play the Ghost of Recon Breakpoint Beta, which is the next game coming up by Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, however you want to say it. How do you say it? Ubisoft. 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 I don't know. Come back to me. I'll tweet it. I think we're going to... Actually, no. What, what what are we determined the kids were doing? Instas. Uh, tumblers? Tum- yeah, tumblers. tumblers. <laughs> um, I'll put it on the tumblers. I think we're, when we go to Pax this year, we'll ask the people at Ubisoft and how it's pronounced, but I believe it's Ubisoft. Yeah. No, I'm curious now. Hmm. Fuzzy lost a bit, so I got a Funko Pop from it, which is great. Oh, did you? Yeah, I pulled up all the E3 stuff, and they're like, we're at the Ubisoft tent. I'm like, Ubisoft. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, that's the next game coming out, Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. Is essentially, they've put a little bit of Division sort of mechanics into the game. So, did you play the Division? You played the Division when that was out, didn't you? Yes. Did you not? Yes. <laughs> did you? I can't recall. Did you play the Division? No, I did not play the Division. Uh, the Tom Clancy games, besides the Splinter Cell ones, uh, early day Splinter Cell ones, really haven't been that much of a draw for me, I'll be honest with you. Fair enough. Uh Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, which was the previous entry in the series, sort of like didn't matter if you had a 
had that Rainbow Six Siege sort of rules. If you had a pistol and you hit someone in the head who wasn't wearing a helmet, they're dead. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Division sort of had the thing of uh, you'd find you'd get weapons in regards to the missions and rewards and stuff like that, which would level your gear score up, and then you'd be able to take on stronger bosses like World of Warcraft and all that sort of normal stuff. Mm. And they've sort of merged a bit of that sort of mechanic into Ghost Recon. So for those of you who are looking to play the game, going cool. I've got a pistol, I'm shooting them in my head. Yep, they're dead. You might struggle to find out that, like, yep, this is a level one pistol. You need a level six pistol to do that sort of stuff, which I don't think necessarily works for the Ghost Recon title. It sounds like a very big difference, very big change in general. Yeah, I've, I've got, uh, I've played the beta and the beta is now closed, unfortunately. But um, for those of you who want to see, there's a tw- the first 20 minutes of the gameplay, which is pretty fun. Um, I did find that the sort of the game starts off pretty quickly. It doesn't really give you that much time to understand what's going on, um, and it's a very isolated introduction to the game. So it's a sort of a, a sort of a choke or die sort of moment. That like you're either going to get the hang of this or you're not. Mm. And yeah, you can run away from them and sneak around them and all that sort of stuff. But it's one of those games that you need to sort of sit down, turn your phone onto airplane mode, or turn it upside down and put it away from you and just sort of sit there and nut it out because if you don't you just take it casually you're gonna get screwed so are, are you more meaning the way that you play around other characters are there or are you more meaning like the controls themselves the control the controls are very simple and easy enough to pick up like beast you know crash and prone and all that sort of stuff but it's the the sort of brutality that the opponents sort of the damage the the starting enemies do essentially the the start of the the game starts off with you in a helicopter crash you're isolated you need to find sort of your squad and stuff like that and for the first half an hour 45 minutes or so you don't really have anyone Mm. and they're like okay cool you know you need to go up to these ruins there's about you know 20 or 30 guards there what have you got you got a submachine gun with about 30 rounds and a pistol with 12 rounds that's it find your way to sort of get through it um and for those who sort of who are starting who want to move into that genre it's quite hard because division is very archaic in regards to your pistol has unlimited ammo you can easily find ammo as you pick it up where ghost recon is more like strategic sort of okay cool they're carrying these particular weapons my ammo doesn't go with that gun sort of stuff like that okay oh so so, so I, I guess sort of and that's all the Ghost Recons that have been like that, or just mainly this one? Mainly this one. They're, they're, they're sticking with a bit of realism and putting sort of that leveling up arcade sort of thing into it, which previous Ghost Recon games was you were rewarded guns for either finding them in the field or um, sort of getting them from a boss or some, or, or doing a mm. raid or something like that. But that would essentially just go like, oh, it does more damage or it's got more bullet penetration because if you keep headshotting guards they'll start to realise that you keep hitting them in the head so then they'll start wearing helmets or then they'll start wearing Kevlar or then you need to get like bullet piercing armour and all, bullet piercing armour and all that sort of shit so yeah. oh, okay no it's it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic it, it, it sounds it um, mm. but as you've said it doesn't sound like the most approachable of games it's, it seems like it's very much tailored to a certain type of gamer yeah it's, it is more tailored in regards to sort of Assassin's Creed or or Watch Dogs or all the other sort of titles that Ubisoft put out. But I feel like, of course, with all of these games, you have to spend the first sort of introduction to the game by yourself before you can invite friends to play with friends. Um, 
and this game looks like it'll it'll thrive off playing with friends having that one person as the pilot one person as a gunner one person as a sniper so on and so forth yeah i I do actually find it interesting i'm curious to know how many of the actual um how well all the ghost recon series actually sell because Mm. I'll, i'll be honest with you i don't know a lot of people who play them yeah, I, I loved Wildlands, and I played that with Aaron and Zach. Mm. Um, but because essentially we were coordinated as fuck, we finished the game very quickly. And then once we finished the game, it was like we didn't really no replayability. Not really. Once you do all the main, like Aaron, one hundred percent of the game, mm. and he did that pretty quick because like you can get very efficient when you get into sort of the rhythm and the flow of it. And they started releasing like the the Predator DLC, which was hard as fuck. I did hear about that. That sounded fantastic. Yeah, it was oh, so cool, but it was freaky, scary, and very, very hard. So mm. just, yeah. Um, but it looks like this new sort of breakpoints are really cool. Um, there's like the, the enemy have like smart high-tech drones that like scan out the areas so you, you can hear them coming. Um, and your character can literally get on the ground and then wipe mud onto themselves and like blend in against a tree and on the ground and stuff like that so you can actively camouflage. Oh, that's cool. So, they're introducing all these really, really cool mechanics into the game. I really, really enjoyed it. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I think it comes out early October. So, I'm very keen for it. Oh, very good. It does It does sort of raise an interesting question that I've had, especially one of the ones that sort of irked me with the Assassin's Creed series. When you're talking about, like, smearing mud on yourself to make yourself more hidden and stuff. At what point does making it so much like real life add too much complexity that it's no longer fun which i think ubisoft ubisoft ubi ubi uber ubersoft uber uber um i think they tated that line a lot yeah um especially what i found with like assassin's creed 2 revelations uh the last one of the Ezio ones wasn't it yes yes like for instance that added a lot of complexity in like building some of your equipment and stuff mm. and me from the way that i like to play games actually turned me off that series mm. so I, I i'm curious to see how they're going to continue with the games that they're bringing out and maybe this one and stuff and what level of complexity they'll actually put in there because yeah. i do think there is there's a sweet spot where if you tip over it it becomes a little bit too complex and you lose people's interest less of a game and more of a simulator mm. Especially, like, sort of like, you know, like we were saying earlier in regards to uh, Red Dead Redemption, not Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Yeah. Um, where you have to keep, you have to manage your horse's health and brush it with a bloody brush and manage yourself and manage your camp and you have to, if you don't go and have a bath, you smell and all that sort of stuff. So, after a while, it gets a little boring and then it's like, okay, I have to stop, you know, robbing trains and go have a bath because I smell and people aren't coming to me. <laughs> The train and the trains are running away. <laughs> oh, I've eaten too much food. I've gotten fat. I have to go shave because my I do like the shaving. The hair and stuff was kind of cool, but yeah, I understand that too much realism sort of pulls away from. I'm escaping the real world to play a video game, and I'm being put into a simulated real world with all these sort of things I need to manage. I would love to see one of those shooter games, right, where you're mm. just out in the wilderness and you're just like you're hungry, so you need to eat something, so you like kill a rat. You cook it, but you're in a rush, so you half cook it, you eat it, and then you're in the middle of a gunfight, and you just get, like, explosive diarrhea. And it's just like, quickly, get out of here! Imagine if that's like a, if you're trying to sneak in or do, like, a stealth mission. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear that, Steve? No, no, no. 
<laughs> Do you see like, geez, I'm behind the behind the bowels of it. Oh, <laughs> why did I cook that rattle? <laughs> Jeez, that'd be great. But make it in VR. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> just looking up. Oh no. Oh. Um, yes, next week uh, I've just started playing <laughs> Diarrhea Simulator. Surely there's got to be one. There's a surgeon, surgery simulator apparently is pretty good. There's a lot of... Like, yeah, I've seen people VR play simulator. that. That actually does look pretty interesting. It's a diarrhea simulator. And before we got onto this tangent, sorry, what were you talking about? I'm derailing your show. That's fine. Uh, look, content's content. They get it for free. <laughs> uh, you choose to listen. <laughs> uh, I've just started playing Demon or Demon X Marketer, which is a new Nintendo Switch exclusive game, which is essentially like, um, did you play Zone of Enders, which was an early PlayStation game? Like Neon, Ge- <laughs> Neon Genesis, like you're a pilot inside a big mech suit. Okay. Yeah, sort, of, sort of game. And uh, at first, it just throws, it's a bit like a JRPG, it just throws and loads all the information dump on how to play the game, but the story is near non-existent. I was like, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I in a big mech suit? And people's like, oh, you're a mercenary contractor, just given missions to do stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, but why are we doing missions? What's the premise? Why do we need to go do this stuff? Why does the world look a little weird and stuff like that? It just tells you nothing. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I've only played probably about the first hour or two of it, but um, yeah, I'll have that review next week. Oh, very nice. Mm. I'll look forward to it. But Tom, you do a podcast. I do. I do it with you. <laughs> you do? I do. I also do it with your other co-host, Mr. Fuzzy Dan. Yes. And two other beautiful, beautiful men. <laughs> Whose names escape me. <laughs> uh, who? <laughs> yes, with Ian and Oliver. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that is Shaken Not Nerd. Oh, what a quinky dink. It's oh. very similar to the name of this one. You might find it on this feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact... You may auto-download. Listen to this, you probably got it. <laughs> yeah, so we talk about uh, uh, movies and pop culture. I had to get, I've had to uh, change the spiel because I used to always go, yeah, we're a nerdy podcast. Talks about video games, movies, and pop culture. Don't talk about video games. This one talks about video games. Um, and yeah, so check it out if you haven't, if you're just listening to this one on a whim. Our most recent episode, we talked about It Chapter 2. You'll also find another episode in there, which was a special episode that uh, this other beautiful man sitting opposite me, Mr. Doody Dootrum, um, did with a couple of other other podcasts, which was on It Chapter 1, a debate of whether it was good or bad. Yeah. Did you listen to that? I got MVP. I have not yet. It's on the the agenda for tomorrow, my dear. I got MVP of the the day. I applaud you. It was And the crowd goes wild. We're thinking, we're thinking of some other movie debates. We're going to do them like once every quarter. Um, and some of them that have come up is Alien vs. Aliens, Alien vs. Predator, Alien 3 vs. Predator 2, because they're both trash. Yeah, but there's Predator 2 level trash, and there's Alien 3 level trash. It'll be Alien 4. Interpret that how you will, which one I actually think is worse. Uh, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, with, we're thinking of heaps of different sort of Well, things. Terminator 2. No, nah, I'm Terminator 1. You're a madman. <laughs> Terminator 1's the best. No, no. Man versus machine. When the doll rips its eye skin off. It's great. It's bad. And you see his red eye under the sunglasses. Don't get me wrong. Terminator 1 is a fantastic film, but it, it pales in comparison to Terminator 2. I don't know. I don't know. Terminator 2 somehow still looks good. 
Terminator 1 got greedy. Got greedy? Yeah, they got greedy. Why they get greedy? Because it looked fantastic towards the end. You rewatch that today, and when you see the Terminator coming at Sarah Connor when it's puppeteered and it's only the top half and obviously somebody's underneath it moving, looks fantastic. Then they decided to put some dodgy stop motion animation in there and it looks so dumb like it ruined it that film could have been timeless if they had cut two scenes out of it the doll head which they didn't need the doll head was fine they didn't need the doll head and cut, the stop motion thing it would have still looked great today yeah i thought the doll head was cool that's right ladies and gentlemen the debate starts today <laughs> Yes, um, and uh, I did also inform our friends over at Netflix and Spill that you're down for Disenchantment 2, and they said, now, oh, great, now I've got to watch Disenchantment 2. Oh, I was wondering what that comment was about. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tag you with it. Eh, better not. But yes, you, yes. Might be, you might be tapped on the shoulder for that. Uh, who? What? <laughs> <laughs> I've realised that I turned, and this is an audio this, format, so that would have this made is a podcast, right? no sense. <laughs> Uh, yes, but uh, we'll be back on Monday. I don't... Have we even picked a theme for Monday yet? I think we're doing a list. Are we checking it twice? Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Quickly do the end spiel. Santa Claus is coming to town. We'll of course be back next week to talk about Demon X Machina and more. I'm your host, Judy, reminding you to play with each other and play with yourself. And Tom, who are you? I'm Tom. It's a ladders.